I don't check. I can honestly tell you that I do not keep track of whether I am or not. <laughs> I haven't checked either. I can check right now. Make sure right. you can make a bunch of fake accounts and go in there. <laughs> yeah, I'll get right on that. I don't have anything else I'd rather be doing with my time. <laughs> the only reason right, I'm not doing it. Go ahead. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Wisco Fanatics. Uh, we have a full house this week. Uh, Simon and I talked about it last week. We were kind of playing musical chairs, people out, and it was craziness. But we have a full house. Uh, myself and Tyler are here as uh, usually always, uh, but it's going to be back to normal now. Uh, <coughs> Simon is here. Bryant is back from uh, his trip to Lambeau Field. Can't wait to hear all about that. So uh, the man of the hour, we'll start with Bryant. How you doing, buddy? Doing pretty good. Um, yeah, the, the trip was awesome. Uh, Bentley had a great time. You know, great game. A little bit of rain in it. Uh, we probably could have easily scored 30. I don't think it was ever close. So, uh, great, you know, great environment. So, it was just a lot of fun. How many times have you been to Lambeau? Uh, third time. Third time? I felt a little lonely because Simon wasn't with this time. The first two times <laughs> was with Simon, but uh, <laughs> Bentley made up for that. So. So it was your first, your son's first time, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. That's uh, it's a special memory you guys are going to share. Lambeau is a very special place. Uh, you just feel the the first time I went there was actually with Tyler. Uh, I got free tickets from my dad's buddy. And we were like, I want to say like, what were we, like 10, 15 rows, 50-yard line behind the Packers bench? It was for a preseason game, though. But yep. it was versus the, the Browns. Browns. And uh, Donald Driver was still on the team, so it was 2011, I believe it was. Um, yeah, so that was that was amazing. And my dad's buddy was making jokes like, "Oh, you can smell the grass from how close we're going to be. You can legit smell the grass, dude." Yeah. <laughs> and we got all the way down to the first row because people were leaving and stuff and filing out. So it was uh, that was definitely amazing. The first name that I saw when I looked up at the Ring of Honor was Vince Lombardi, and I was like, "Yeah, this is destiny." <laughs> I'm supposed to be here right now, <laughs> but Lambo is, uh, it's always special. So I'm happy you got to enjoy that with your son. Uh, Simon, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. Everything's great. Always. You, your, um, you have your veterans day. Uh, decoration no, up? I don't. <laughs> God. Why did you do that to him? I went to Applebee's today though. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. They don't have, they don't have fucking Applebee's up here. <laughs> It's uh, called Apple, not it's here. Apple freeze. <laughs> well, Apple moods. That's a good question. <laughs> I got Although a free would make a lot of sense. <laughs> okay, they got they have one in Anchorage. <laughs> all right. So, <clears throat> all right. Starting it off with the three stars and underrated performer. Starting with Carrington Valentine, who was fantastic on Sunday. I'm going to share probably tomorrow. Jake and I are going to try to break some plays down from it. But Carrington Valentine had three pass breakups, all of them just really well done. Just great body control to break up the passes without committing pass interference uh, for him. And Jake said this while we were talking about it uh, during the game. And I'm like, it's incredible and it's like an i'm him type moment for carrington valentine to show up and have a massive game like this the week after rasul douglas gets traded literally the first game without rasul douglas and carrington valentine comes up and breaks up three passes <clears throat> against puka nakua and cooper cup and those weren't the only plays that he made he made some other really good plays 
Uh, one of them kind of an underappreciated play, but where he comes around the, uh, the wide receiver and slides past the running back that forces the running back back yeah. to the inside. That's an underrated thing. It doesn't show up in the stat sheet, but Carrington Valentine did that as well. Want to give him credit for that because it's something, like I said, that doesn't show up in the stat sheet. So, Jake the OPI that he drew. Yes. Yep. And also, um, Jake has our second star. The second star, but the, the star that's under the most microscope vision, in my opinion, and that is Jordan Love. Uh, 20 of 28, uh, 228 yards, one touchdown. He had a 115.5 rating. I don't want to take all the stats and the numbers because we're going to talk a lot about Jordan Love, uh, as we always do. We have a, an entire segment just for Jordan Love. So I'm just going to leave it where it is right now. I know someone's going to bring up his completion percentage numbers, and we're going to talk yeah. some plays. So uh, Jordan Love, he played a great game, probably his best game as a starter. I agree. I agree, too. Even I know he didn't have the – I was thinking about that early this week. I know he didn't have the three touchdowns, but he was just so very consistent. I think there's probably two or three plays we can talk about later that I think he would want back. But other than that, I thought he played a phenomenal yeah. game. I think he was more under control, in my opinion. That's why I would say that. Yeah. He just yeah. he looked more like an NFL quarterback from start to finish. I wrote that down, too. That was, this hey. was his best game. I like it. Nice. All righty. Bryant has our third star. Yeah, so for the second rookie of the week for stars, I have Carl Brooks. Um Played a really good game, and he had the two tackles, the two pass defenses. Um, I, I, the thing is, he's really giving us another stable person to rotate. Well, in case Kenny Clark misses time too, so it's it's not it's not even like it. This was just his first game. He's continued to make splash plays. He splashes almost it seems like once or twice a game at this point. So I'm kind of excited to see um, what he can do if he ends up with more playing time. And then you know everyone was like, "Well, can he hold up?" Because he's coming from a small school. I think he's proving that he can. Mm-hmm. So. Don't forget that he has he's you know has more sacks than any other rookie player on our team too. Like so only two, but still. Right. Um Simon got to pick our underrated performer this week. <clears throat> so I put down the left tackle position. Uh they kind of more or less split snaps, but Rashid Walker and Josh Nyman really held down that left uh left tackle spot. They all allowed one pressure, zero sacks. And I thought both of them played pretty well and were pretty good and instrumental in the run game success. Yeah, good call. <clears throat> All right, so starting on the offense, um, Bryant, how is how is the wide receiver development coming along? I thought for this game, it was probably the most complete game. I would say that the wide receivers has played all season. Um, I would make that argument. Uh, just a much better game from the young wide receivers. Christian Watson made that contested catch. Yeah. Uh, everyone was complaining about injury. He really, I think he just got the air wind knocked out of him. It was so late in the yep. game. There was no reason to bring him back in. Uh, he smoked another guy underthrown. That would be one of the plays that um, Jordan Love wants back. Um, he had a fantastic block on Jones's touchdown run. Yeah, he did. Uh, so Wicks, Wicks, I thought had a really good game. I know he, you know, he Wicks caught all four of his targets. It was his second catch. He fumbled that ball. I love to see Aaron Jones come up, pick us up his head, and then Dobbs yeah. and Jones putting rounds around him on a bench. He comes out and take, makes another two really big catches for us. You know, yeah, he's going to learn not to reach out on our first down play. That's really inconsequential. Right. A touchdown, you know, third or fourth down, yeah, really not needed on first down, but he'll learn from that. And then um, Reed had a great run on the end round, added another three catches. Dobbs had a great hands catch on a big first down that I think yeah. that happened on the Luke Musgraves. Um, the, you know, that drive that led to that touchdown. So overall it was just a really good game from the young wide receivers. 
Yeah, hundred percent. And honestly, it's it's similar with the tight ends as well. Uh, Luke Musgrave got his first touchdown. Let's go. Very exciting. That play we're going to talk more about when we get into the Jordan Love segment. But uh, Luke Musgrave was targeted four times. He had three receptions for 51 yards, which led the team. Luke Musgrave is seven receptions short of the rookie tight end reception record for the Packers. I think he'll he'll break that. (laughs) That's crazy. I think he'll break that too. Uh, I brought that up this week because it's – not likely, but it's possible that he could pass it this week. If we've seen him have a possibility target games, so we'll see if if he can get there. Um, not like again, not that I expect it this week, probably next week, but just want to put that thought out there just in case he does end up with seven receptions, you know, which I don't think anybody on this panel is going to complain about. <clears throat> you never know with Minka Fitzpatrick being out, they might, you know, target tight ends a little more. Could be. Um, Next, Tucker Craft, 28 snaps, 21 as a run blocker, one as a pass blocker, six uh, routes run, no targets. Um, the 28 snaps that he had was the second most that he's had in 2023. Uh, he did have one penalty, but that was only his second penalty in 140 snaps. And then this is his fourth straight game out snapping Josiah DeGuara. So, you know, we've talked about DeGuara. He's had some good plays. He's had some bad plays. But the thing is that Tucker Craft is getting more snaps than Josiah DeGuaro. So even if you want to complain about him, he's playing less than both of the rookies that were drafted. Um, although on the season, obviously, like I said, it's the fourth game of Craft out snapping DeGuaro. DeGuaro on the season has 141 snaps. Tucker Craft has 140. <laughs> so oh, wow. this week, if the trend continues... Tucker Craft will have officially outsnapped Josiah DeGuara on the season as a whole, too. Yeah, that I mean, makes sense. So. <laughs> right. And it's DeGuara, who was the incumbent, more experienced player, and then the previous four, and after this week, it'll be five <clears throat> of Tucker Craft understanding, you know, understanding his role and understanding the offense and outsnapping Josiah DeGuara. So that's, that's a lot of progress from Tucker Craft, who is playing most of his snaps as a blocker. Yeah, and many Sims. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say one of the things I noticed this game, and well, I can wait for my running game portion, but um, a lot of a lot of people getting into the pile and pushing it forward, and I've seen Tucker Craft do that numerous times. So. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. I'll save what I was just gonna say for the run game. Benny Sims, the other guy, five snaps as a run blocker. Um, yep. Yeah, not a ton going on there, but you know, any anything he does is just bonus that he's giving to us and not to Minnesota, who's paying most of his salary this year. (laughs) Going to the passing game distribution, nine different players were targeted. Jordan Love is still spreading the ball around very well. Eight different players had receptions, and if Malik Heath doesn't have a drop, then it would have been all nine players targeted had receptions. That would be... I know. There's always one. I know, right? <laughs> you hear the broadcast trying to, oh, Jordan's got to make it an easier ball. I'm like, come on. Like, no, that, that ball was <laughs> fine. <perfectly> fine. <laughs> um, Jordan Love has not had a single game this season targeting less than seven wide receivers. Like wow. That. Or like seven that. receivers, pass catchers, but not. Like, yeah, same thing. Seven receivers. Seven people ready to catch the ball. He had, yeah. had a single game where he's targeted fewer than seven people. I like that, actually. That's really good. Um, and then <clears throat> this this is kind of just on the passing game as a whole. It's kind of rough. Green Bay is 11 for 46 on contested catches. 
It is 23.9%. That's uh, that's rough. It's not great. And then... I think I brought that up last week when I was talking about contested catches. Yeah. It, well, yeah. I brought it up this week because Christian Watson made one, and it was huge. Uh, yeah, and there was like a, there was a stat last year. It was like 40-some percent. Mm-hmm. That's probably honestly that's probably around what like the average is. It's probably between thirty and forty percent, but the Packers I know are kind of rough in that area. So because we're talking about that, it's just funny. So as you guys know, we I met up with Mike Spofford before, you know, a humble yeah. brag, yep. but, <laughs> you know, humble brag, but he that was one of me and him talked a little bit, and that was one of the stats he brought up was contested catches. So uh, he was talking yeah. about it too, and I uh he released something, you know, before that. Um, game about the contested catches, so it was nice to see that made. You could argue that even the ones Dobbs made the hand catch that was pretty contested too, stuff like that. So, yeah, nice to see. Um, and then the last thing, this is this is tough. This is where these two things, the contested catches and the stat that I'm about to bring up, this is where you can help your young quarterback look good. Green Bay Packers receivers, so this is everybody who's <laughs> caught a pass, has forced 16 missed tackles the entire season. Ooh. Rashad White has forced 16 by himself. Oh, God. Why'd you have to hurt my feelings? You could have just left that last part alone. Yeah. Tyreek Hill has forced 15 missed tackles by himself. Yeah, well, he's pretty fast. So, well, I, I get it. We have fast guys. More than our entire team, almost. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. The Packers' pass catchers as a whole have forced 16 missed tackles. That's that gross. is so depressing. In eight you know, games. I think Reed, or I'm sorry, I think Wicks had like two or three on one play versus Atlanta. Yeah. I bet, you know, the long play by Watson to against Raiders probably had two or three as well. Yeah. He was cutting in and out. Oh, my God. Yeah. 16 total. That's I didn't so look gross. at game by game to see where they were, but it's 16 gotta, total in eight. I find that. Well, you just think about where we used to be, right, with like James Jones and all that. Stuff. Like James Jones. Jimmy Nelson. Let me tell you, four game, dude. Got up inside on the inside of a, you know, nah, a goal ball that. and just run for us away for a touchdown. He hits the uh, turkey. Sh- uh, what do they call it? The turkey hole, and he just fucking cuts back and takes yeah. it a distance. Dude, so many oh, times. That. Turkey <laughs> hole. So, between catches and enforcing missed tackles, the Packers have two huge opportunities to help Jordan Love uh, pad his stats a little bit that just haven't happened. Like so, Simon. How's the offensive line looking? Uh, I thought they played uh, pretty good this week. Seven, they gave up seven pressures and two sacks. I thought, um, um, holy crap, Sean Ryan. I thought in his limited time for taking over John Runyon looked pretty solid. He looked like a guy that belonged in the NFL. <laughs> uh, so that's pretty good. And then uh, Josh is battling a little bit of back injuries this week, so we'll see. Uh, if he's going to take that left tackle spot, or it's going to be Rasheed Walker um, this week. Did you did you see what he said about facing Aaron Donald? Who? <laughs> I did see that. Uh, Sean Ron. Sean Ryan. No. Yeah, you, you see what he said. Uh-huh. I don't. I don't want to paraphrase that. What's, what's the actual quote? I don't remember the actual quote either. But he said it was something like. It was something like, oh, yeah, that was just an easy matchup, or like it was just an everyday matchup. <laughs> he he made it sound like, like it was no big deal. He was like, it was pretty cool and stuff like he He didn't say, like, oh, yeah, it was an honor to share the field with an NFL great like Aaron Donald. He was, he was obviously like, joking when he said it, too, but I yeah, know, he but... said it was something like that. Uh, it was, it was very tongue in cheek. 
Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. But did you see on the first play he really comes in? It's like a third down that run for Aaron Jones. Bro. There's Sean Ryan like one on one with Aaron Donald. Yeah. <laughs> and he held Bro, him up he enough was... to where he get the first down. Dude, he he was like he was making his whole the holes too. Like on a few of his because uh, I watched that someone put I think Jake tagged me in the the it was like here's Sean Ryan's 15 snaps. Yep. <laughs> so I just watched it and he was like pushing dudes aside. So he looked good. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's just one of the players that that's he's just one of those players that a lot of people just like kind of crapped on in the offseason a little bit. And they're like, (laughs) this dude is done just because of what happened last year with the pets. It hasn't happened to anybody ever before in the history of the NFL. I I just it's annoying seeing second year players just feel like cut them. It's like, ugh. No, it bothers me so much. <laughs> it bothers me so much. Probably yeah, more. If you don't shit. instantly succeed. Cut, cut, cut. Yeah, yeah. like Christian Watson's a good example too. Cut him. I'm yeah. like Jesus, man. Yeah, Eric Stokes, cut him. Yeah, just cut. Yeah, let's cut, just cut everybody. Honestly, yeah, fuck it. Well, I um, even have a team. Let's move to St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We talked about that too. <laughs> um, Bryant, how was the running game? The first thing I wrote down was it does exist. So <laughs> it was a pretty good game by the running game. So the blocking out round was much better. Um, there were so many times you would see people getting to the second um, level. Um, <clears throat> one thing I'm going to call for the whole line was uh, Myers had a pretty good game getting the second yeah. level. Uh, he had a really good block on the um, read end around that he's getting up yep. the field spoken somebody so i mean jones only averaged 3.7 yards per carry but you can tell the threat of him getting the ball it just changes the offense okay yes. and then uh and then you forgive him the ball 20 times you know what i mean like it helps that we're not behind and maybe if we're behind it would have changed the game but one thing i do want to say too is like with dylan other than the one that he got stuffed on third and one because i think he tried to bounce it outside for the hand yep. too every yeah. run play he had as a support you know the backup or the second string it was like four yards or more. Like he had a really good game because that's, I think that's just his role. You know what his I mean? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it was nice to see Wilson get some, a couple carries too at the end and then flash that speed around the end. So, um, yeah, really, really good game overall. I think I messaged a group and was like, why are we still, why are we still running the ball? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah. The only one uh, I didn't like was sneaking, sneaking Jordan Love. I'm like, all right, this game is over. Let's not get him yeah. or nothing. But, um, you know, maybe yeah, they just, maybe Green Bay just wanted to prove they could do a QB sneak without getting a bogus offside called on them. I don't know, but <laughs> and that's so, the thing; it could have been four reps, honestly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But if you go back and watch that play, his helmet is almost in the same place, and they didn't call the freaking penalty. So I don't think they know. Point of emphasis, but only when the game is not decided, and yeah. only when it's not the yeah. Eagles, the Chiefs, or yeah. someone else doing it. Did you like that? Did you like that? That's the first thing I thought of. I was like, dude, there's no way that these guys on the Eagles offensive line on this tush push are not lining up closer or the same. There's yep. no way. Yeah. One guy commented, he was called for an offsides. Uh, watch the games. I'm like, bro, you understand how many times like I wanted to just get so – There's players lined up that. like that every snap of every game. Yeah. Bro, how many times do they run the tush push in Eagles games alone? Yeah. And they don't call that. Come on now. That's trash. Yeah. Um, Barry said, how do you feel about Pat Murphy for the new coach? We'll talk about that on Wednesday. Uh, We'll hold on to it until it is official, official. Um, Jake, Alex likes your shirt. 
I know. I wore it for you, buddy. <laughs> so uh, going back to Dylan though, he's been yeah. he's been playing a pretty solid month of football. Yeah. I know like the first month everyone was like, oh, Dylan's done or whatever. But like three of the last four games, uh, I don't want to include he's been he's been pretty solid, like reliable yeah. running. He had uh, a <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, one block where he accidentally kind of blew up Musgrave and knocked it over the, the other player too. It was a short run, but Dylan comes around the corner and just snaps. <laughs> also, Dylan had uh 3.33 yards per contact per attempt this last game. Or yards ball. after contact per attempt. Excuse okay, me. Yeah, he, he was over four yards to carry this game. So yeah, right. good game by him. I think the complimentary role where he'd come in with him, I still want to see him tweak a little bit, like with the short yards. But Jones got stuffed on a short yards play too, so yeah. he's kind of one for one each. But I think you know, I think I actually said that to my dad. It might have been to Jake, but I'm like, if Dylan oh, just takes dad. this, he follows Zach Tom. <laughs> He gets two yards on a third and one instead of trying to bounce out and get five yards on a third and one. You know, it, it's – I think that's just one of those situational awareness type things. Uh, Barry said, I hope Sunday is love's turnaround. I mean, he's not bad. He's not – you know, it's not like he has anything to turn around from. Um, but it's just continued growth is really what we're going to be looking for. Yeah. So, Jake, how did the Packers do in the red zone? They scored. So that's a good thing. That's uh, yeah. that's a positive. Take this. Um, first possession, it was all Jones. Uh, first and 10 at the 15, two yards to the 13. Uh, then second and eight from the 13, Jones five yards to the eight. And then you get third and three from the eight, Jones up the middle uh, for five yards to the, to the Rams three. And then LaFleur said, fuck it, give it to Jones. We're cutting him loose this week. And he gets into the end zone. And, man, that was that was a lot of things, right? Uh, we've been waiting for Jones to come back healthy. He's obviously the engine of the offense. And we got a first-half touchdown, boys. So yeah. it was a lot of things. And <laughs> it was a weight lifted off of not just this team, but Packers Nation all in one simple drive. One red zone drive, 15 yards. Aaron Jones and the offensive line just made everybody sigh of relief, right? So we yeah. relaxed. So then you get to the next one. Um, he goes with Jones again for four yards to the eight-yard line. And then you have second and six from the eight, and you get Dylan for four yards. And then Love got sacked. That sucked. That was the first pass attempt in the red zone for the game. Uh, we had to settle for a field goal. But you go, go back and watch that play, though. Dobbs slipped on his break. I know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and for I don't know that he would have been really open, but we've seen Dawes make that quick little hand catch right there for a first down. So, I and that's just Aaron Donald being a freak chasing him down and getting his yeah. foot. Yeah, yep, yep, yeah. Aaron Donald's a beast. It's okay. Just don't let me have the opportunity to talk about Aaron Donald. That's fine. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> it's fine. It's not a big deal. We're a team. Uh, then you you get the that's second and fourth, nineteen. Uh, Jones goes for for three yards of the sixteen. Gets to a third and one. And then this is the play where you're talking about where Dylan just gets stuffed. Um, no gains. We had to settle for another field goal. And then we ran one more play in the red zone, and it was a, oh, a mamma mia. A mamma mia, beautiful. Uh, Jordan Love absolutely sells this. And just a pump fake to the left, pump fake to the right. And, yeah, there's a 6'6 guy who runs really fast, wide open down the middle of the field. Let's do it. Uh, touchdown to Luke Musgrave. So we had two touchdowns, two field goals, only two pass attempts, 
one of them for a touchdown, and one of them, Aaron Donald, was just like being Aaron Donald. So there's that. And we had uh, eight rush attempts, one of them for a touchdown. So I think uh, the play calling was good. I think letting Jones loose uh, was the key for this game. So before I get to the third down offense, I want to appreciate Barry. Barry said, love the show, by the way. You guys need to do a live state tour. I would love to. That'd be sick. <laughs> the, the goal in the future is to have this show be our full-time Man. job. And if that's the case and we are able to do stuff like that, that's the goal. So keep telling people so we can spread the show and grow because that's that's how we'll get there. So we appreciate the comment, though, Barry. Third down offense, Packers were 7 for 14. They were also 1 for 1 on fourth down if you don't include the two penalties. That should have been conversions, and they would have been 3 for 3 on fourth down, which would have been sweet. But the 50% on the third downs is above my 40% goal that I set for them this season. In the first half, they were 5 for 7. The average distance was 5.1 yards, which is good. Then the second half, they were 4 for 7. The average distance was 7.7 yards, which isn't bad. Hmm. So um, pretty good conversion considering the distance. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and you look at the ones they converted, 12, 6, 12, and 5. Hmm. The ones they didn't convert, 2, 16, and 1. That's a little rough, the 2 and 1, but yeah. Uh, well, talking about the one-yard one, though, like I, I guess I will. That was the A.J. Dillon one. And I'm fine with that because I'll kind of like, you know, we were talking before the show. I didn't care if they kick a field goal there. I feel like that's like the nail in the coffin because I didn't have any faith that the Rams would score twice. So I was like, totally okay with that play call. And then the third and two, that was the Aaron Donald sack on Jordan Love. Yeah. So those are the two short yardage ones I didn't get. Yep. Um, Barry asked, who holds the league right in most penalties? I can look that up while Bryant talks about the special teams. Like player-wise or team-wise? Uh, he said, "Who holds the league?" So I'm gonna guess. Team. I'm gonna guess team. I know when we talked last week on the show, we were leading the league in penalties per game. And we had another like, uh, nine. Yeah, it was like seven yeah, point seven something. Uh, Cincinnati is the least. Uh, most. Right, you want to hear something crazy? Uh, the Packers had eight penalties. Same with the Wisconsin Badgers this uh, this last weekend. The Steelers had ten in their game. Yikes. That so would the Packers be are tied for first with the Cowboys at seven and a half a game. Tampa Bay, 7.4. Seattle, 7.0. So mm-hmm. Packers still tied for the most per game in the NFL with the Cowboys. Interesting. I mean, it was like, <clears throat> it was the same thing in the first half. It just seemed like dumb penalties over and over. Yeah. And the two pretty shysty off and offside yeah. come on yeah. man. come on man come Garbage. on man. and there's I mean, a four there was one holding call that was awful too yeah the that one that was, was really, really far one. away from the play even though josh yeah. myers had both of his hands yeah. inside, inside the the yeah, yeah that was trash that was a really bad penalty yeah you know when the when the announcers for the game are kind of like i don't know about that yeah, yeah, you know it's a bad call. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know about that. Come on, man. You know that's a shit penalty. They, they can't go on there and be like, yeah, that's, that's the translation call. is, yeah, the ref <laughs> fucked up. That's the translation. <laughs> All right. Bryant, how is the special teams? So special teams, um, I'm getting a little worried about Carlson's confidence. I feel like he's kind of he, – the he was two for three on field goals. I think the two makes he made were by less than two feet, <laughs> like inside the upright. Um I kind of I was messaging you guys pregame and I said, 
he's probably going to miss one today because he was not having a good pregame at all. He was missing quite a bit of stuff. Um, so hopefully he kind of shakes that off. Hinesfield ain't going to be easy to kick on, but there's some good things too. Factor too. Yeah. Oh, I haven't looked at the weather yet, but I'll hear that from. I mean, for for the Rams game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. So it was. Um. There's some good stuff too. We so it was great to see Nixon break off a a big return. Um. So the the Packers had three returns in the game. Uh. The shortest one was 15 yards. So they went for 15, uh, 22, and 51. That was another thing that Reed did. He had a good 22 yard return. So for 51, you know. Um, right there to open up. That's exactly what you're looking for out of half. Unfortunately, the Dontavian Wicks plays happens on the very next game. Yeah. But um, you know, our very next play. But you know, that's a great return, 51 yards, get us there right there. So um, finally, a couple of nice explosive returns. Yeah, uh, Barry, we'll have a weather report for the Steelers game in a little bit. It's gonna be Barry's weather report pretty soon. Here. <laughs> yeah, Barry, you better go look up the weather and comment it on here. We can cut a segment out of the show, and then we have to have your Jake talk less. <laughs> Simon, how was the secondary? Um, really good, actually. Preston Smith killed it again. He did actually. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I must have missed when he was like, being douche canoes about that, but he knocked swear... passes down in back-to-back games now. <laughs> yeah, he he had a PBU. I think I think he goes on the internet and looks for, for this yeah, right. and just like uses like, Shut it. the fuck up! I'll show you that I can't cover a pathway. Dude, he probably asked for one a week or something like that in a condensed situation or whatever. He's like, just give me one. Yeah, yeah put me in on a passing down. Put, put me in on a break up for Chuck on Twitter. Uh, in all seriousness, though, uh, we talked about Carrington Valentine. Uh, one other thing, he was targeted eight times this game. He only allowed one reception for 14 yards. Damn. Um, so he was, I mean, he had a game and he was wow. busy too. I thought, I thought Jair came out and had a, had a pretty good, pretty solid game too. He also had uh, three pass or he also had a few pass breakups. And then we talked about uh, Anthony Johnson Jr. Um, I think this was his first start filling in for uh, Ford and he had a, he had a really good game, and all together they helped uh, only allow a fifty point four passer rating, wow. which is, I mean, you can't, you literally can't get much better. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, dude. Johnson's hit on Tyler Higby was sure. sick. Yeah, yeah. All right. oh. you know what? Give me a sec. Give me a sec. I thought, but I oh. thought Kevin Valentine. I originally he was credited for zero for seven out of seven, so they must have went back and added one reception uh, on him, but... So I pulled from PFF, uh, but, you know, like, any site you look at or something might hold slightly separate stats depending on uh, who whoever's seen things, um, but that's, yeah, that's what PFF had. I think the fire and juice he brought got, got this team fired up. Second oldest stadium in the NFL comes to life. Here comes Rippin with the throw. And oh. It is jarred loose. In- Look how hard he hits the ground right here. This is yeah, textbook. He, uh, shoulder to the Johnson. arm. He's That's outside, fantastic. Smokes the ground. The and then yeah, he gets depleted. And then he, uh, he actually has to leave the game for the next play. And he wraps him, too. Like, his arms yeah. go around him. That That's some textbook shit right here from Anthony Johnson Jr. There it is. Second oldest stadium in the NFL comes to life. Here comes Rippin with the throw. And- <laughs> Very good. Go get us the weather report. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Barry. 
Oh, shit. That's awesome. Okay. Back to you, Simon. <laughs> uh, that was pretty much all I had. <laughs> okay. Back to uh, you. Good one. <laughs> that was well yeah, played, Jake. Gary. Well Jake, played. how about the rush defense? Oh, man. Rush defense was dominant again. Uh, before I get into this, um, I'm already annoyed at all the people that are going to say the same things that, that they have been the last two weeks. Oh, look who they're playing. I don't care. Okay, let, let me say this really quick. This is my thing. If our opponents know that it's such a glaring weakness that the Packers can't stop the run or can't stop the run, why do they not take advantage of it? The the well, first of all, the Packers. There was a there was a stat a couple weeks ago that came out that the Packers faced the most rush attempts uh, in the second half of games over any NFL team. There's a reason for that because they were not tackling and we have a bad yeah, rush defense. Let's, let's yeah, let's let's call it what it is, right? Um, but for the last couple of weeks, Green Bay has only given up 130 yards on 57 carries. That's a 2.3 yards average. Yeah, that is that is stout. Somebody said really that nice to me to about the Vikings. Oh, Kirk Cousins was too busy passing all over your defense for the Vikings to run the ball. They had 31 carries for 62 yards. Yep. Yeah, they were trying. It wasn't for yeah, a lack and, of effort. Yeah. And the Rams ran the ball 26 times for 68 yards. That's a 2.6 yard average. So. Yeah, uh, Royce Freeman at 12 for 32. Uh, Fred Ripon, uh, three for 19. Daryl Henderson Jr., 10 for 19. And they try to do a wide receiver with Skaronsky, one for negative two yards. That was a big third down stop as well, yeah. by the way. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, I mean, that was awesome. Th- their longest run of the day was eight yards. When's the last time we were able to say something like that? It's crazy because I think they had a. I, I think one of their runs went for negative seven when someone blew it up and he ran into his own guy. And then uh, yeah. I think it's Lucas Lucas Musgrave that came in and clean or not? Excuse me, um, Van Ness, Van Ness. That came in and uh, cleaned up the play. So yep. Dude, Very Musgrave great. catching touchdowns and tackles for loss, dude. Oh, <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, send to the show page a message. I'll talk to you after the show. Send us a message. I'll talk to you after. Um. Yeah, you Simon. can have my chair next week. <laughs> Simon, how was the tackling? Great. Sweet. They only missed two tackles. Fucking which, love it. And they had 38 overall. I I can't even remember the last time we had less than five missed tackles. And I can't. We've had two games of four this year. Okay. Okay. I'm telling you, Owens and Anthony, you might say they're bad in coverage or whatever you might want to say about them. They were hitting better than any safety cannon we've had so far this year. Uh, Rudy Ford's been Rudy Ford hits hard, but he misses some. He does. I didn't see Owen or um, Johnson missing. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, they do two missed tackles is fucking beautiful. And it is not shocking to me that that correlates with the fewest amount of points we've given up this year. Yeah, and so I'll let me, say this, it surprised ahead. me seeing this pop up on the screen that the Packers have the number one opening drive defense in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Three points. Yeah. Three points total. Oh, is that? I didn't know that. Yep. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, it showed up on the screen during the game, and I was like, wait, what? Damn. I was, gonna, I was just going to say, good job paying attention to the game, Simon. Yeah, that's a wonderful job by you. I was too busy drinking. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Staring out at the igloo that he built in his front yard. <laughs> so let me add this in before we move on here. How many, Tyler, Tyler, how many times have I said that I'm sick and tired of watching the Packers be a finesse team? It's about time we have some hitters, man. Yeah. The, the best defenses, they they hunt you. Yeah. And they want to hit you. 
You know, look at the 49ers. Look, look at the Seahawks in their heyday. Even the Browns. Dude, the yeah. Browns defense is scary. They look good this year. <laughs> they do. Go look at their third down percentage if yeah. you want to. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's nuts. Um, Simon, what about the defensive line? Uh, unfortunately, Kenny Clark went down uh, mid-game. So, uh, but uh, thankfully, it's not looking like a long-term issue. Uh, so it ended up being a pretty heavy rotation of Slayton, Wyatt, Wooden, Brooks. I thought they did a pretty good job up front. Um, yeah, I agree. No, no real glaring issues. A lot of the plays ended up being made by the back half of our defense. But I, I thought the guys did a good job swallowing up blocks. Um, I think the pass rush aspect of it um, was – Kind of underwhelming, but I feel like that was just the nature of the game and how quick the Rams were getting off the getting the ball out. Because there were, I don't remember any like long developing plays for them where they just chucked it downfield, except yeah. for that one long play to cup, maybe. Yeah, that was still a quick throw. I think the longest he held the ball was ended up being the interception that Jaw. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Colby um, wouldn't get a shout out for that play on fourth down. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Buried injuries hurt, and unfortunately, it's part of the thing. That's part of the 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 league. And the thing is, is that as much as much as Packers fans want to complain about the, the amount of injuries, uh, not saying that you are buried, but just I've seen people complain about it, and like, oh, the entire training staff needs to be fired because of all the injuries. Yeah. Packers are in the middle of the pack. Yep. They're they're in like the last time I checked, they were like 13th in total injuries. So like, they're in the middle of the pack. It just you know, feels like a lot of players that it is that are hurt. Right. Yep. And it, yeah, it's this, this perception that fans have created that, oh, my gosh, we have such bad injury luck. We have had some bad luck, but honestly, we haven't had as bad of luck as other teams have. Yep. Do you know what I think some of that is, though? I think some of that is like a snowball effect of us losing games and the way we're losing games. And it's just yeah. like kind of just complain about this, complain about this, complain about this. And, you yeah. know, it's a snowball effect, like I said, you know, so – Got to complain about something. You're gonna complain about everything, and that's just the nature of the beast. I, as far as the injuries are concerned, I think the worst part of it is is that our three top paid players have been the ones that have missed a lot of time. Yep. Yeah. And Barry said it. The trainers can't magically heal players, and they can't just magically put force fields around them that make nobody ever get hurt. It just doesn't work like that. It's just so. start putting bubble wrap on the players. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, every time. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure game. Christian Watson can run just as fast wrapped in bubble wrap as he can. Let's start. Let's start a sarcastic ball. Yeah. Oh, dude, I would love to. What yeah. if? Hey, what if? What if they just stopped wearing pads altogether? Do you think they yeah. run faster? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, definitely. what about what about the old school leather helmets? Do you think that would help? Yeah, I think so. Let's definitely let's get the old school. Uh, let's get the old school uh, hockey goalie masks too. Oh, if hey, if we're going old school, <laughs> why don't we go medieval and we can have everybody wearing suits of armor? Oh, done, dude. Could you imagine trying to catch a football in an iron gauntlet on your hand? <laughs> can you imagine try someone trucking someone <laughs> in full armor? I'm not even gonna lie to you. The sound of two dudes wearing suits of armor to play football and the sound of a collision. That would probably actually be really satisfying. <laughs> Sidebar: <laughs> Did you ever you ever see that those uh, like medieval fights in like a, a ring where they're just like beating the shit out of each other in the armor? <laughs> yeah, dude, that oh, was, that shit is sick. Uh, one day when we're really 
old and we have nothing better to do, we can all get suits of armor and just play a football game and just see what it sounds like. Yeah, that'd be great. Because we're really old. Right. Um, all right, sure Brian. <laughs> Brian, how did the red zone defense do? Uh, I couldn't tell you because the Rams didn't make it to the red zone. So, Fucking yeah. A. That is awesome. So, no, um, yeah, pretty good consider I put pretty so, good yes. considering the Rams had zero red zone opportunities. That is more of that, more of that at least. So So uh, what happens if you divide by zero? You get zero. No, you don't get a number, you can't divide by zero. Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever. Okay, math. Yeah. Thank great. you for the math lesson. You're welcome. That, that was awesome. So I'm here He's All right, Jake. What about what about third down defense? All right, third down defense here. Um, so Green Bay ranks 15th in the NFL. They give up 38%. So I mean that's you can you can live at 38%. They're they're literally this is how jam-packed the third down percentage is. They're four percent away from being number four, and they're also four percent away from being number 25. Yeah, so that is how jam-packed. The you know you're eight percent from twenty five to four. That's really that's nuts. So they're literally in the middle of the pack. <laughs> yeah, they're literally in the middle of the pack, which isn't bad when you consider how often they're on the field. Really, yeah. Uh, yep. Let's fire Joe Barry. Yeah, <laughs> yep. yep. Joe Barry, he's gone. All right, so um, so I pick. I, I decided to start something new this week. Uh, I, I'm going to pick my favorite third down stop. Of the week. Okay. And uh, my favorite third down stop was a third and two at the Green Bay eight. Um, the score was seven to three, and they ended up getting a forcing a tackle for loss for minus three yards, and the Rams ended up missing the field goal. That was with seven minutes left in the third. So if he makes that field goal, the game seven to six is going to be a completely different ball game after that. Uh, McDuffie and Jonathan Owens on that tackle. So uh, that was great stuff by the Packers defense. Yeah. They were attacking and flying around, dude. It was Hold so on. fun to watch. Hold on. Um, Hold on. Give me a second here. Oh, oh, oh. Do oh. we have a we have a play here? Who played a great game? Yeah, Isaiah McDuffie had a really good game too. Oh, he made 70 look like a fool. Look at Carl Brooks is right in there too. Look at the Packers defense flying, though. Look I, at I, even even if McDuffie doesn't make it through as fast as he, he did, he still would have been blown up. Yeah, they wouldn't have made that. How many guys are on the on the fucking line of scrimmage in the box here? Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's ten guys within four yards of the line of scrimmage. Bro, the Packers always play soft on third and short. I'm tired of this 2022 narrative recycling bullshit. I'm really tired of it. If you cannot tell, I can't tell. Please can't tell. tell me more. Yeah, give me more sarcasm so I can understand it. This is uh, sarcastable. Okay. How about this? How about the fuck the Goody sucks. Goody doesn't deserve any credit narrative. No. The fourth round or later picks that Brian Gudikins made this year: Colby Wooden. Sean Clifford, Dontavian Wicks, Carl Brooks, Anders Carlson, Carrington Valentine, Lou Nichols, Anthony Johnson Jr., and Grant Dubose. He has hit on six of those nine. So far. So far. Yeah. Looks like so far. Six of those nine guys all made plays in literally just Sunday's game alone. Yeah. Our GM sucks. No, his last two drafts have been pretty fucking good. Yep. 
Again, I'm tired of the 2022 narrative recycling. You see uh, um, Kay Adams talking about Entitled Town. <laughs> She's calling out a fan that was complaining about Joe Barry. And she, she, you know, she was like, as a Chicago girl, you're, you know, you can see that you're entitled and talking about Entitled Town uh, because people want Joe Barry fired and stuff. She's like, She's like, the Packers are literally a top 10 defense. They're yep. 10 in defense right now for points yep. allowed. Yep. And he's like, well, and this is true. There's, I don't want to shove away his thing. He said, well, but we're giving away what we do is we give huge long drives that eat up a lot of clock away, which is true. That is a problem when you yep. get off the field. But you're still only live. you know, that might not happen if our offense is playing better and people can't just chew the clock away. So this, you know, it's forcing them to throw the ball, which we've shown that we she was calling some I can't remember the, who the Packer fan was, but she called him out. <laughs> yeah, right. And then you get the you get the oh look who they yeah. played thing too. Yeah. And that's what's just funny is like if the Packers do really good against a team that's supposedly bad, isn't that exactly what you want? Yeah. No, it's that's the thing is that <laughs> the the credit is never with the Packers. And I called somebody out for this too. Is that if the Packers don't do well, it's the Packers' fault. But if the Packers do do well, it's the opponent's fault. Yep. yep. It's never yeah. a good opponent or good job by the Packers. It's always uh, the Packers are bad or the other opponent is bad. Yep. And, and you know what I hate seeing is I, I won't call the names up, but it's some big Packers creators that are calling, oh, they didn't play nobody or we can't really, it's status quo because we don't know. No, you, you know what? Yeah, you can say that the Rams were good, but guess what? You can also say we did what we should do against them. It should be a lot more concerning if we came out mm-hmm. unstuck. But the other thing pessimistic and never like give credit where credit is due. Guess what? Yeah, we did that against that team. We have a lot of main injuries out. We had a lot of young players. Like you said, six rookie or how many rookies on defense made big plays? Other people, you know what I mean? Like of those six players, I mean Wooden, Brooks, Valentine, Anthony Johnson Jr., that's four of the six that I brought up. Yeah. On defense, all making plays. And that's the thing, too, is that people still pull out the wool with the number of first-round picks we have invested in there. Like, yeah. But Jair has missed a bunch of games. Savage is on IR. Stokes is on IR. Quay is missing games. Like, Kenny missed the, basically the entire second half. Yeah, Quay the entire second half. He, he was announced out at – Yeah. He started in before the first half – or before halftime. So, yeah. Yeah. For some reason, I couldn't remember if it was right before or right after halftime. Yeah. But, I mean, you're talking, that's five of the eight first-round picks on the defense. Uh. <laughs> uh, and Barry brought up, too, it's the player's job, not the coach's, on making plays. And that's true. And that's, you know, one of the things that people, again, this is a 2022 narrative recycling, is, oh, the players aren't in the right positions. And it's not true. That's why we. That's why tackling is a segment on this show. Yep. Okay. Because we've had missed tackle shows. It's a it's a statistic that shows where guys are in the right place to make plays. Yep. And whether they make them or not. So only two missed tackles that mm, that mama's the Mia. People just can't be happy. I haven't even looked at any like social media, but I, I guarantee with Ja being doubtful, people are already saying, Oh, he's staying out because now he got paid, so he doesn't care, or we should trade him. I guarantee that people were trading. I, people look. Were I guarantee it's out there. I saw yeah, someone he's traded. the new uh he's the new Bakhtiari. I saw someone write that earlier. (laughs) Uh, Barry said, and people complain about the referees every game. We try not to, 
Only because when they're blatant, like, what is going on here? <laughs> I I don't blatantly I will complain about like refs' faults, but I won't outright blame them for losing a game. Right. Because yeah. we I mean, we generally believe that there are other things that the team can do to influence yes. the result of the game besides saying we lost because of the refs. That's yeah. that's the thing. We will say, however, the two offsides penalties the Packers were called for is kind of bullshit. Yeah. yeah, but we wouldn't say if the Packers I would, even, the game, I would probably blame them. the NFL and their stupid points of em- emphasis that they send out or whatever um, more than the, the refs alone in that game. And right. I could, you could also put blaming uh, blame, uh, someone that I did hear someone make a good point. You could almost also put a little blame on our coaching staff because those videos are sent out. They should be showing the players that like, hey, look over this, this game. Uh, they're probably going to try to call it a little more tighter. Uh, but yeah, that. still, it's bogus when hold you on, see it on. all throughout the you see it throughout the entire league, and all, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, week nine or ten of the NFL season, they want to call some bogus freaking penalties. Get out of here with that. Do it during the off season, not in the middle of a game. Yeah, that that was my point, dude. Is like the tush push was popular last year. You're gonna make a goddamn point of emphasis. Do it right away. Don't right. do it in the middle of the freaking year. What the hell yeah. is that? And. And I'll say this too. I don't know. I don't. I'm saying I don't know how many fourth and one situations the Packers have even been in to even have that be something where they've spent a lot of time on it. Well, clearly two on Sunday, right? So I just want to throw this out because we were talking on scoring defense. The Packers are tenth in the NFL. However, over their last three games, they're only allowing fifteen point three points. That's third in the NFL. And we're one and two in those games, and people want to complain. That defense ain't doing its job. It was the offense. The offense finally got rolling, had a chance to put a lot more points on the board this game. Now they just got to turn that into some momentum. And it's going to be, I'm going to promise you, we'll talk about it. We're going to talk in the preview. Guess what? Sunday is going to be an ugly game again. Yep. And Matt LaFleur has talked about it for weeks that the defense what? is doing enough to put them in positions to win. I have the, I don't know what ugly game you're talking about. I have the Packers win 41 to 10. Oh. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, get back on track here. Jake, how was the third down defense? Third down defense? Oh, okay. Well, uh, I talked about my, my favorite play. Uh, overall, oh, yeah. Yeah. They, the Rams were – man, we, we went on such a tangent, man. I forgot. Yeah, we did. Talking about third down. Like, what? <laughs> After I put <laughs> the play on the screen, it was like tangent time. All right. I was like, I was like, bro, I was like, bro, talk about third down defense. I thought I did that already. But uh, <laughs> they went. Yeah, we held them to five for fourteen, so that's thirty-five percent, so lower than our average. So that's a good thing. Yep. Um, third and three and shorter. They went one of four. Uh, the one they picked up was uh, they picked up four yards on a third and three uh, to Nakua to yep. uh, pick that one up. Uh, that third, was a push off too. I thought. I thought yeah, so I thought so. Up. Yeah, that's um, right. Third and four to six. So third mediums. Uh, they were two of three. Uh, Nakua picked up a third and five, and uh, Ripon Ripon uh, scrambled for six on a third and four. So they were two for three on the on the mediums. The quarterback scramble thing that's literally going to happen in literally yeah. every game. I mean, yeah. it'll probably happen in this next one. That's all yeah. he does. Um, third and seven and longer. They were three for eight, or sorry, two for eight. Uh, Cooper uh, picked up a big third and eleven. That was the big long pass play that Brian yep. brought up earlier. Uh, that was a that was a strike. That was a very good throw, very good route. Cooper Cup's gonna get some of those. Just right. is what it is. And uh, Nakua picked up a third and eight. Uh, he picked up eighteen yards on a third and eight. But 
other than that, uh, I mean, hold him to five for 14. You can live with that, right? Yeah. All right. So on to the coaching. Honestly, I really don't have any complaints about the coaching staff this week. Matt LaFleur called good plays. We had 24 touches for Aaron Jones. Uh, Joe Barry is playing press coverage on third down despite people crying that he's not. I mean. It's not for him. Oh, yeah, that's right. 2022 narrative time. Uh, it's like I literally sent you guys pictures of me. Like when I was rewatching the game, I sent you pictures of the screen of like, here's third and four. Here's 10 guys inside the sticks and one deep safety. I only had one thing that, and it wasn't a big thing, um, but it was after, right before half um, when Jordan Love, right? So the Malik Keith. Uh, drop happened then Jordan Love took a sack and for whatever reason we waited like 10 seconds to take a timeout I feel like we we probably didn't need to do that there we could have got maybe a few more yards and maybe Carlson's kick sticks the side up right but that's nitpicking at that point like yeah. if you can use the pet if you use the timeout just use it the Rams weren't doing anything on offense anyway they weren't going to go anywhere in that extra 10 seconds so yeah. I would like to see them take that but that would that's pretty nitpicky but that's the one thing I was like what are we doing here yeah and then the other thing time of possession 35-16 to 24-44. That is beautiful. We love that. Yes, we do. do you- Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Do you like it or do you love it? I love, love it. it. Like that? Want some more of it. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Jordan Love. Barry said again, again, if the players don't follow what the coaches are calling, it's on the players. And that's that's something that we've talked about is people wanting the, the Packers to expand the playbook. 
but also complaining about the execution. You can't you can't have both. Yep. It's you need to the players need to execute what's on their plate currently before you give them more. Like you can't say, okay, you guys are struggling with pages one through five of the playbook. Here's pages six through ten. Now learn this too so we can run it. You have to get one through five at least to a, a point of proficiency before you can move on. So I, like I heard get, you say that before. I feel like you have heard me say that before, probably today. Yeah, it was today. You're right. <clears throat> but I mean, it has to be you have to you have to be good where you are before you can do more. So like I understand wanting to expand the playbook. And that's where I feel that people are like, oh Matt LaFleur is bad play caller. But like Jake and I have said, we've broken down plays where here, this is a good play setup. You can see how it can work. It just needs to be executed better. And that's where some of the the importance falls on the players to make the plays that are designed for them. I agree. All right. So moving into Jordan Love, we're going to start. We got another play to bring up here. And this is just beautiful work by Matt LaFleur, the play caller, Jordan Love as a play runner, and the Packers offense as a whole. Also Musgrave for dodging that tackle. And okay. selling really well. Pause it real quick. Pause it real quick, please. Uh, it's it's going to pause. It's going to pause. Okay. I got you. Um, look at this. Look at this. Wait till you see the frame that it ends on. Look at he's got a smile on his face because he knows he's about to score. <laughs> you love it. You love to see it. Look at look at him. Look at him smile on his face because he knows he's about to score. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna pause at the spot that Jake wants to bring up. Okay, <clears throat> two things. One. I definitely called this in the chat. I said there was, there was a, a, pl- a drive before this. It was a third and short. I saw the middle of the field. I saw the linebacker slow, and I was like, dude, why not just have him block and release? He'll be wide freaking open. And sh- and lo and behold, you know, Matt LaFleur, like, listened to me, and he was just like, yeah, that's a good idea. He blocks. He releases. The linebackers don't know what's going on. Look at this man wide open. Bro, 59 got fucked up on that second. Yeah, dude, I saw the linebackers flowing. We had the run game going. I'm like, dude, block and release would be so beautiful right here. And it works. He's Look like a solid five yards away. <laughs> also, bring back the Lambo leap. Because if I hear any more thing about the jungle jump, I'm going to lose my shit. You jump? didn't see that thread? It was Cincinnati Bengals put out in like a tweet, and they were like, "This is the jungle jump or some bullshit." Where they're, <laughs> and then you just the see a thread of jump. Packers fans like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I was kind of disappointed he didn't do a Lambo leap for his first touchdown. Yeah, I was like, no. yeah but he probably, he probably heard all the people talking shit about him. This yeah, this is just beautiful. Then the second Can you go back like good. one second, perfect. Yeah. If Love tossed that right there, that first thing, I know that wasn't the play called. I mean, that could have been a first down anyways. Yeah. Oh, if, for Wicks, uh, you're talking to Wicks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah first bump fake. Yeah. Yeah. It might have been a touchdown, no, but I think he was bump faking to Dylan, to be honest. Oh, is that Jones? I can't. Yeah, yeah. it's a yeah, this yeah, is like Jones. a double fake screen. So they fake the but, screen to Aaron Jones. But watch Wicks at the top of the screen. Run the same play next week and hit Wicks right there. <laughs> like, if you see his leg, there is, you can't see yeah. it off the screen, but there is, like, even with the 10 yard line around the half, there is a safety yeah. back there. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, so you, like, you it might not a guaranteed touchdown, first. but that's still probably a first down. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That might have been a tight window in between that uh, that corner. Though. Right. But I mean, if they bite on the fake, I can see what Brian is saying. If they bite on the fake, like this corner here, like right at the top of where it says twenty. That he's already going with it. If he throws it right now while that corner is staring at AJ Dillon, it's possible that he gets that in there. It would be a tight window, and it would he could run a little out route and dump it in between uh and just kind of lost it a little bit. I mean, there were plenty of options on that play. Like I said, that dump to Aaron Jones. (laughs) That dump to Aaron Jones, I think, would have been a first down. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. And dude, 59 gets so so messed up on yeah, he sold so hard. <laughs> <Just> lost. <laughs> Love? Oh, man. Wide open. You know so what? Easy. One last point real quick. You know, whenever my girlfriend watches football, she's just like, why do they run the ball if they only get two yards? This is why. This is why. <laughs> that run in the first quarter set this shit up because it was the same play design, same, you know, personnel. This That play set this up for the fourth quarter. For the knockout punch. And the last and thing I want to throw out on this. Hand. Last thing I want to throw out on this. So Love obviously fakes. This is where he fakes the screen to Jones. He turns his back to the defense. That's that's trust on your old line that they're going to hold for you to make this second fake and then still have time to turn and then again actually throw the ball. I want to see that same play like in a couple of weeks from like our own 20 yard line, just watching Luke Musgrave run for 80 yards because people don't know how fast he is. Oh, very um, said that's got to get the play of the year award. Hey, for the first half of the year, I'll give it that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that, that, Jones had a couple of week games. one. Yeah. was pretty yeah. good too. Oh. Yeah. It's definitely, I'll definitely say it's that it's in contention. Yeah. 100%. All right. So, Simon, what do you think about Jordan Love's development so far? Uh, so, like I said earlier, I think this is his best game yet. This is all right. So, this is how five of the drives went, and it bothered me so much seeing people blame Jordan Love in the first half of this game. Five drives this game ended with two fourth fourth and one conversions nullified by penalties, two fumbles lost, one by Jones and one by Wicks, and a missed field goal. And last week, I was like, I think the Packers could score 30. And everybody but Jordan Love, I felt like, missed out on some execution plays, which could have contributed to us scoring 30 this game. Uh, And once again, just – sorry, go ahead. Love had one, I'll say. What? The deep ball to Watson. Yeah, I was going to go over that. Okay, yep, go ahead. I was getting there. Um, Yeah, just more penalties by the offense – it just—it's kind of frustrating to watch because I, I think this offense could be good, and then they just screw themselves. Um, but he looked composed. He had some really good completions in the intermediate passing game, which uh, Jake and I talked about last week. Um, and then we just talked about the touchdown to Musgrave, uh, and like the only knocks I, I think against him was I thought he took a couple unnecessary sacks that I would probably pin on him more than the offensive line. And then, yeah, missing the Watson on the deep ball when Watson just burned that dude is is just tough to watch because that's a, that should be a touchdown every time. So I can actually throw out a little more evidence if you want because you brought up the intermediate balls and it's 100% there. 
and they did it twice in a row to do that. that he hit the, the intermediate. Another deep drop for Love. Down Look at that arm angle. Shot. Look at that arm angle, dude. The 37. And then this is the next play. See people complaining yes. about the throw. Oh. If he puts it to where he can not have to jump up a little bit, he might score a touchdown. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I mean, it was like right over that uh, yeah. that linebacker's head. I thought it was a good throw. Not the stop, bro. Another deep drop. showing up more and more. I'm telling you, like, yeah. Look at Kraft right here, too, wide open for like that's a. These players are starting to get separation. We had three first down there if we wanted. Jones, Kraft, and uh, this just disgustingly good throw. That's a freaking strike, dude. Sidearm yeah. strike. In between three people. And look at this. Look who's down here. This is number 97. Ugh, Preston Smith's playing coverage. Other teams drop people back in coverage, too. That's called disguising coverages. I mean, it also could be a case of personnel, too. Well, uh, let me you know tell I mean? you, I will answer with video evidence that that's not the only time that 97 was in coverage. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm, I'm saying that as a case yeah. of like, if Preston Smith is in coverage, it just could be that we were unable to sub guys because they didn't want us to sub out of the package we were in. So the play call ended up just being Smith uh, in coverage. Yeah, and it's, it's not Joe. Yeah. It's not Joe Barry every time exactly. being like. It's not like Joe Preston Barry Smith. put it in his playbook. Go cover Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. <laughs> All right, he's your your matchup this game. Yeah, um, I think we should. Yeah, I mean, I think we should put a, Preston Smith at safety so yeah. and let him just just kill somebody right up in the middle of the field. I That's do like all those jokes between three people. No, I do like all those jokes about him playing uh, corner after we oh, traded Russell. Now he has like some good coverage plays. Yeah, that was just a dot. Dude. That's a good throw. Yeah, I'll take that every time. Yeah. And I'm, I really don't understand what you can really complain about. Because if he throws this ball any farther, like it's probably going over his head. He throws it any shorter, there's a good chance that it gets broken up. Yeah. So that's obviously within the catch radius because he caught it. But Adarian said, I like seeing our receivers being more aggressive for the balls thrown in their direction. 100% agree. Yep. Also, Jordan Love has to be better at reading defenses upon passing and running. He's honestly, I don't really have a complaint on that. I've been pretty vocal on thinking that Jordan Love has done a pretty solid job on his decision making of when to run. And I, I yep. don't really say, I can't really say that I have anything to go back on that. So I, I think I'm still comfortable saying that he's got good decision making on when to run out of out of the out of the pocket. So Jake, uh what are you thinking about Jordan Love's development? Uh, I thought he stood tall in the pocket. Obviously, as we just saw right there, that was one of the first takeaways that I thought of when I watched this game. Uh he didn't have happy feet, he wasn't patting the ball. Uh so that allowed him to stay on time. Uh something that I talked about uh in the primer for the Green Bay Packers was uh, Jordan Love figuring out the timing of the offense. And obviously, you know, going into what Simon said, I agree that this was his best game as a starter. Uh, for that reason, he was on time. He stood tall. Uh, he looked like an NFL quarterback from start to finish. That that really stood out to me. It wasn't like he played a good first half and then, you know, he was not consistent in the second half or vice versa, right? Like yeah. first, first quarter to fourth quarter, he looked good. He looked consistent. He looked ready. He looked prepared. Um, and then he hit some deep shots, man. Uh, he was, he was showing the arm strength. 
the thing about his deep shots that I've just been uh, wanting to say the whole year is it seems like he's just literally trying to put it in the perfect spot. You know, we watched Aaron Rodgers for a long time, man. And it just seemed like it was always in the perfect spot, right? I mean, we don't last remember. Couple the, years was a little different. Right. Like, we, we, don't, we don't remember the underthrows or the overthrows, but like Rodgers had a good deep ball. And a lot of times he was hitting guys in stride, throwing in the bread basket. We obviously remember him in practice, throwing it into the net. But love, just throw the thing, man. Just throw it up there. You My got a 6'5 guy. You got a 6'6 guy. Let him run, dude. There's a reason that, you know, Goot and the, and the rest of the, the scouting staff is doing their homework on these guys, the catch radiuses, the hand size, all that stuff. Throw it out there. Let those guys make a play for you. Give them a chance. If they make the play, they make the play, man. If they don't, then they don't. But, you know, love, stop trying to just be so perfect, which is why he, like, lofts it so high. He's, like, trying to put too much touch. I'm like, dude, just throw the damn thing. If they catch it, they catch it, man. You know what I mean? But you're not giving them a chance by underthrowing it. And that's where he makes the best plays. Like, we just – like, the Wicks play that I just put on here. Like, that throw. It's just fucking beautiful, dude. It, yeah, it was, it was almost getting to a point, like, in basketball, right, Tyler? Like, you know, when, when you're not shooting well, they tell you to go to the free throw line, right, to get to get a feel yep. for the ball. See or the ball baseball, when, when you're getting in your head, and it, it kind of becomes like a mind game, you know? Yeah. Or when, when Willie Adamas wasn't hitting, he was pressing at the plate, right? You know, and with love, you know, he was he wasn't hitting his deep shots, and he was hearing about it constantly. Yep. So it was like, dude, it's in your head now. Just go it's out enough. there naturally. Just be Jordan Love. It doesn't yeah. matter what this guy sitting on his couch eating his goddamn Dorito says about you. Okay, he's got to go to his forklifting job on Monday morning. Okay, just go out there and throw the goddamn football. You'll be okay. All right, Bryant, what are you thinking about Jordan Love's development? I think you guys hit it uh, pretty much everything I would say, but it just, I don't know, almost visually it looked like the game is starting to slow down a little bit, just that little bit for him. Ooh. I thought um, the way he played this game, you could we talked about the trust that he showed that he has in the offensive line on that fake. That takes a lot of confidence, like, you know, you know, to, 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 to pull that play off and not rush it. It would have been so easy for him to just rip it to Jones there and be like, okay, I'm panicking. But, no, he let it fully develop. <clears throat> going through yeah. those progressions, I feel like we see one or two plays a game, kind of that's that Wicks play we just showed there where he, he drops that arm angle and hits a strike to the sidelines. Mm. Um, I th- one of the things I want to give him credit for was I thought he did a fantastic job of taking us from the 25-yard line and the two-minute – everyone's like, our two-minute drill sucks, blah, 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 blah. He went from the 25-yard – our 25-yard line to the Rams' 30-yard line. I, we already talked about the sack, which on we talked about, you know, the timeout that I feel like Matt LaFleur could have taken there. But there was also a drop pass in there. He still got us in what should be easy, makeable field goal range. Yeah, the weather was a little off, but I felt well, like he did seventeen really... play he made on the one after that was yeah. nicely done. Yeah, too. to Dobbs. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So um, I feel like he, he showed a lot of poise right there, getting us there. Yeah, we didn't capitalize. There was a lot. Simon already touched on. There's a lot of plays that other people didn't capitalize on that we could have seriously had a easily a thirty point game. Yeah. So um, we're, we're getting there. You know, we're a young team. We're going to make mistakes. But I thought Jordan Love showed well, – I feel like, you know, maybe his stats weren't the best in this game compared to his first two games. But I felt like this was his best complete – this is mo- his most complete game he's played so far. Yeah, all three of you have said that. And it's and it's totally, totally fair. Uh, Darian said, I like to see Luke Musgrave getting more targets in the red zone more often. We all do. Barry said, I hope Love is listening to the show. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be awesome. Uh, I like how Love just runs with the ball sometimes, and yeah, um, very athletic. 
Yeah, and it's not something he needs to do often, and it's not something they need to like have baked into the game plan. But just a couple designed draws here and there, we've seen him score touchdowns off of it. Yep. Uh, and it doesn't need to be often, but just you know maybe two, three times a game. And that's really all it needs to to keep defenses honest and keep them you know aware of the threat of it. We have like two or three carries this, this game outside. You know, you could say the one against that he got sacked on by it wasn't really a carry. He was running outside, but I think he had a short first down carry on third down, and then he had that longer one too. Um, so, yeah, I feel like he has a really good feel for when to take off and run. Yep, I agree. Thank you. Uh, he had four carries for seven yards, technically, but his long was eight. So, yeah. So um, to a couple of the negative ones, it's just carries because it was clear. Yeah, on right. Um, also, the kneels at the end of the game, that also counts as a rush for negative one yard. Yeah. So, he was 20 of 26. Pretty good. Pretty good. We yeah. had one drop. So, could have been 21 of 26. That's good. So, that, he had zero picks, zero turnover-worthy plays. He hit the long intermediate. I won't go as far as to say they were deep balls, but the long intermediate passes to Romeo Dobbs on that third down we just talked about, the one that he hit to Jaden Reed later in the game, and then the ones to Luke Musgrave and Dontavian Wicks and the deep ball that Christian Watson went and got. He hit some long intermediate passes. So it's not not the 30-plus plays, but the 20 to 25 range. Dimes. I think Luke's was 37 yards, and or is that Watson? Watson, I think was, there was, the, the Watson was 37. Luke yep. was just over 30, though, wasn't it? And that was like uh, I think it might have been like thirty-one-ish. Oh, no, um, sure. oh, I know. Sorry, I was thinking of a different play. The touchdown to him was twenty. Because yeah. I called for a thirty-yard touchdown from Musgrave, mm-hmm. and I got a twenty-yard one, but <laughs> so close. Because I know he finished with like fifty-four yards or something, so maybe it was thirty-four yards. Let's see. Oh wait, but he had a third catch in there, or whatever it was, but. 25. The one to Musgrave was 25. Okay. Well, kind of deep. Yeah. So that's why I say the long intermediate. It's a, a long medium. So that's where I think he's actually playing very, very well. Like I said, zero turnover worthy plays. All of this comes back to the Packers playing with a lead massively benefits Jordan Love. So that's that's the last thing I'll say on Jordan Love's development. Is there anything else you guys want to say on the Packers and Rams before we move into the Steelers? Nope. We own them. Ah, Rams? Yeah, we do. Is that three in a row? It's like four in a row, dude. They've all been in the playoffs. I think we have to go to LA. I was including the playoff games. I think that's four then, like Jake said, yeah. Because we beat them on Monday night last year. Yep. And then I think we – I don't remember if we played them in 2021. Before oh, the playoffs, okay. we did. Rasul Douglas had a pick six in that game. Oh, you're right. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. right. Oh, he, had, right. He, had a, he had a pick six in back to back weeks. Yep. Because the he next had one a pick six against the Rams by week, pick six against the Bears. Yep. You're right. Yeah, that's four in a row. I was there. Yeah, four in a row. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Simon, what are you looking for for the Packers offense against the Steelers? Let me get there. Our offense versus their okay. Uh yeah, so no. Barry, uh, no, I did not watch the Bears game last night. Hey, Brian, Brian why do you why don't you go? Because I feel like we're stealing a lot of what you're saying. <laughs> hey, that's what I do. So, so I have Pro Hawk. 
So <laughs> for the <laughs> offense, uh, I think this game really just needs to flow through the running game. Um, Steelers at the bottom, like four in the league against the run. Um, 29th. Yeah, so bottom three. Yeah, there you go. Jones and Dylan just have to have another strong game, and we need to protect the football. That really, this game is going to come down. You know, kind of jumping ahead to my key to the game, but it's going to be about turnovers. Um, Steelers are very good at forcing turnovers. Uh, we haven't been as good, so uh, Steelers have a great pass rush. So it's going to be a. And when I that's why I said it's going to be probably an ugly game. Um, and I think our scores predictions will reflect that. Uh, but for me, it's going to be the can. Can the running game? I'll, I'll give. A, I won't go there yet, but um, I think I should have a chance to uh, speak on it. But if not, I'll jump it in there. But um, you know, screw it. I'll say it now. Um, the Steelers. <laughs> the Steelers have given up. Um, they're they're not bad against the pass, but the thing is, they've given up thirty five completions of twenty yards or more, including seven completions of more than twenty yards last game against the Titans. So if we can get the running game going, it's going to create an opportunity for play action to create some explosive plays. So the running game is key for me this game. So, And protecting the ball. I just have written the first line in my notes for the offense is that 33 is healthy with two exclamation marks. That's how my offensive like outlook for this game starts. Aaron Jones is healthy. We saw it. He had 24 touches against the Rams. That is huge. So, Jake, what are you looking for from the Packers' offense? So, I'm sure you guys have heard the stat, but the Steelers are the first team in NFL history to be outgained in their first seven games of the season and have an over 500 record. That is – that, you know that makes not, me think of? What? That makes me think of the year that the Chargers had, like, the number one yep. scoring offense, the number one scoring defense, and missed the playoffs. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're so, yeah. That makes me think of. so fucking <laughs> That doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so the Steelers, our defense is literally like what you think of when you think of Ben don't break. Yeah. They're 31st in total yards, given up 377. That's a fucking lot. That's a lot of yards. <laughs> um, they're 25th against the pass, 244. They're 29th, like said before, against the rush, 133 You know, per game. And they're 13th in points per game given up at 20. Um, but, yeah, their turnover margin is insane. Uh, they're plus eight yeah. in the turnover margin, 16 takeaways. They have eight interceptions and eight fumbles this year. So they're very opportunistic, as I, I will say. So Packers have to take care of the ball, maintain drives, pick up third downs, and finish drives. You know, bend yeah. don't break is a big thing, but they have to finish drives. We need touchdowns, not field goals. Good call. Darian said, I look for the offense to start off fast and protect the ball. Steer lives live off big plays from the defense, and that's 100% accurate. Um, Simon, you want to say anything on the offense? Uh, everything Jake just talked about is like half of what I wrote. <laughs> All right. Uh, give us the other half. <laughs> All right. So the other half, uh, Bryant kind of touched on it a little bit, but between Highsmith and Watt duo, they have 77 pressures and 15 sacks between the two of them. So our tackles are just going to have to be on their game. And, and they've lost um, a pass pressure, too, to a pretty bad knee injury. Yep. I forgot I, what his name is. Is it Holcomb? Is that what his name yeah, is? Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, coverage, though, is very susceptible. Uh, I think Joey Porter Jr. <clears throat> Bears um, is looking like a defensive rookie of the year candidate. 
not obviously not as good as like Sauce was playing last year, right? Um, but he's he's playing a pretty good year. But outside of that, Minka Fitzpatrick's uh, out this game, and um, yeah. Patrick Peterson is just. I mean, he's yeah. looking like a guy that's not – he's been yeah. in the league for too long. Yeah, uh, he's he's a shell of himself for sure. He is. Love Pat Pete, but he's not – he's not good Remember that when Watson burned him? Uh, here's a little, you know, foreshadow of my yeah. – you know, uh, my Simon says, but wasn't it, was it not Patrick Peterson that Watson burned on the first Pete. play last year? It was oh, Pat Pete. Was. Oh, good call. Good call. <laughs> All right, last thing I want to say – is Jordan Love completed 76.9% of his passes last week, that 20 for 26 that I brought up. I would prefer to be to get the sacks down. The Packers gave up four sacks last week. Pittsburgh might be a hard team to do that against. However, it would be a huge statement and a confidence builder if they were to not allow uh, a lot of sacks in this game. Yeah. I'd be okay with four sacks this game as long as this doesn't result in a fumble. Right. And that's what I'll say is, you know, it's if it's a situation where it doesn't in four sacks, like the Steelers are supposed to do that. And if it's anything anything under five, and I'll be happy. Anything under three, I'll be ecstatic. Yeah. All right. Over to the defense. Uh, Simon, I'll go back to you first. What are you looking for from the Packers' defense against the Steelers? Oh, damn. As a team, the Steelers have 28 sacks on the air. Uh, so I just want to look that up really quick. All right. uh, yeah, so uh, for – the the Steelers offense is not not good. <laughs> They're 28th in total offense, 23rd in passing, 23rd in rushing, and 28th in points scored. Um their offensive line might be one of the worst in the league. I uh-huh. They're not good at, They're not good at running the ball. They're not really good passing the ball. <laughs> <laughs> They're not good at calling plays. <laughs> Um, Did you know that C.J. Stroud has more passing touchdowns in his career yep. than Kenny Pickett? Yep. <laughs> C.J. Stroud is him. Yeah, he's he looks good, dude. Um, Panthers. But, uh, I, I'm not – you know, I, I think like I, – I like Deontay Johnson. I think he's yep. a very good possession receiver. Yep. Um, I like George Pickens regardless of the reports – Coming out, he's still a talent. Um, and then I will say I, I don't like Najee Harris. I think he's kind of a bum. He's kind of Eddie Lacy 2.0 a little bit. Like 0.5, but <laughs> yeah, I suppose <laughs> at least Eddie Lacy had a good point. year. I, I Najee Harris just doesn't look that good to me. I, I will say I like Warren though. I, I think he's gonna be a, he, he provides that little bit of a spark, yeah. He he provides that he's third on their team in receiving yards right now. Uh, I so I believe that they throw him the ball I, a lot. Yeah, he 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 makes some good plays. Um, so I think part of the game, the Packers' game plan is should be shutting him down. Um, and then I, I'd like to see our cornerbacks uh, kind of play a little more press. We'll see if Jair plays this week. He's questionable, I think. Doubtful, doubt, yeah. So he's probably not gonna play a lingering back issue. Um, Actually, I thought it was damn, a who's gonna, who's gonna play the opposite? Ballantine? Maybe Ballantine or Robert yeah, Rochelle. Tough. <laughs> We're getting real thin on cornerbacks. Um, so I'd like to play Press him up, uh, make Canada pick it, hold the ball a little bit more. 
a little bit longer, get our pass rush in there and rattle um, Pickett a little bit. Uh, Bryant, what are you looking for from the Packers uh, defense against yeah. the Spurs offense? Kind of talk about the last thing Simon just said there, too. I almost feel like we want to play the game just like we played Brett Ripken. Don't give him space. Don't give him time to throw the ball. Make him make those throws because I don't think he can. He hasn't had a single game, at least this year, where he has more than one touchdown pass in a game. Um, the red zone defense will be big. So Pittsburgh's only scoring like 47% of touchdowns in the red zone, but the last three games they are at 62.5%. However, Green Bay in the last three games have only given up – 37 and a half percent in the red zone. Um, so they played pretty well too. So these, both these teams have been decently efficient in the red zone on offense, but their defense has been really good um, in the red zone. So, cause Pittsburgh's been pretty, pretty good in the red zone as well. Um, but I, I kind of, I put Ken Valentine, Valentine and Valentine <laughs> slow down a couple of good wide receivers in Johnson and Pickens. Um, just the secondary is just decimated at this point. So um, hopefully you get Rudy Ford back. That might help. Cause I know he's playing, He's playing pretty good coverage. Um, really, we just—I think we need to smother their playmakers and make them make tight window throws because I don't think Kenny Pickett can, and I think he'll overthrow and we'll have a chance to pick him off this game. I think he has like seven touchdowns, six interceptions, or something like that on the year. So he'll—he will turn over the ball some if we kind of go back to turnovers. If they hit us in the hands, we need to catch him. We need to make those plays. I'll say this on the on the subject of Kenny Pickett. He's like we talk about Jordan Love and we say like we want Jordan Love to rely on his instincts. I don't think people feel that way about Kenny Pickett. No. Yeah. They they it's for him, it's like things need to be set up well so that he doesn't have to and even when they are, decisions. you know. Well, who was it? George Pickens said free me or whatever after the last game they played. Yeah. They are coming off the little mini buy, so they'll be pretty well rested. So um, you know. Yeah. All right, Jake, what are you looking for from the defense? So, first of all, the Packers haven't won in Pittsburgh since 1970. Yeah. Uh, my dad was one years old. Shout out. It was my dad's birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Dad. It was my dad's uh, on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was. I remember you telling me that last year, yep. I think. Um, what am I looking for from the defense? You know, they brought up, we brought up uh, that they're not good at rushing the ball. Last week, they put Broderick Jones, rookie from Ohio State, in at right tackle. And he helped liven up that run game. They ran for 166 yards against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, they only had 160 passing yards. So we got to stop the run. Uh, Warren is 100% the biggest X factor out of the backfield. Najee Harris is definitely overhyped. Uh, he had a couple highlight real plays in college in his rookie season, and everybody was like, oh, okay, this guy's going to be good. No, he's trash, garbage. The best defensive player for the Packers is – this Sunday is going to be Matt Canada because that guy is literally <laughs> enough to be a offensive coordinator. <laughs> I was about to cook. You guys laughed and ruined it. Damn it. Um, sorry, dude. Hey, sorry. You for making jokes. I, was, I wasn't expecting you to say that. <laughs> dude, I have that. That's, that's actually my first line. I meant to start with that, but you brought up the Russian thing. Because so I was thinking, I started thinking about their players when you were like the best defensive player. And then you I like, thought you Matt were going to say the Packers' best defensive player, Quay Walker, is out for Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> no, their best defensive player is going to be Matt Canada because he's going to do a great job at holding Pickens back. I'm, I'm going to love it. Um, Kenny Pickett, it, to me, you know, Tyler, you brought it up and you brought a good point up. And I'm going to continue that by saying he's a quarterback that will not lose you a game, but he's also not a quarterback that will win you a game. And that's the that's the exact way that I think about Kenny Pickett. I think he can lose you games. Yeah. You think he can lose you games? Yeah. I think if he's coached right and the team around him is good enough, he's he's athletically good enough where he can pick up some first downs with his feet. 
Um, he can make some throws. He does. He is pretty smart with the football. I don't think he throws too many, you know, interceptions or fumbles the ball too much. But uh, he does have those tiny baby hands. If you don't remember that, he reminds um, me of Teddy Bridgewater. To be honest, like that's yeah. the type of sense I get as a quarterback from him. That's I, I can say that. I don't hate Teddy Bridgewater as a quarterback. Just like I don't hate Kenny Pickett as a quarterback. I just he's not a franchise. Doesn't get too excited guy. either. Yeah, yeah, he's. He's a, you know, he's a guy that holds the spot for a second while you're kind of looking for the guy. I mean, you're not going to tell him that, obviously. But I mean, if you <clears> – <throat> well, I'll say this. If you took him and Mitchell Trubisky and swapped their jerseys and put the other one in the game, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I can see that. I agree with that 100%. So, you know, for, for, the, for the defense, be aggressive, fly around. You guys did an awesome job of that last week. Come ready to hit and uh, – Let's get the first win since 1970 because I'm sick and tired of seeing that stat floating around. Yeah, and I'll say it does sound like we're going to be without Jair Alexander and Quay Walker, which puts the Packers kind of up against it a little bit. But Uh the last two weeks, 62 rushing yards and 68 rushing yards allowed. I get it. It's an old thing. It's been a while basically since the Packers went to a 3-4 that they can't stop the run. They've done it two weeks in a row now. Uh I'm them to build on that again if the Packers go three weeks in a row without allowing 100 yards rushing fucking Packers social media might implode and I'm going to tell you right now again people are going to bring up the the overall stats of the Steelers and that's why I'm bringing up that they had 166 rush yards the week before they played us because you know they were they were hot and they were playing good and Broderick Jones was blocking good that's the reason I'm bringing that up so in case they have a good game uh, there there is facts that they can run the ball and he was – Broderick Jones was what, like the 11th overall pick? Yeah, he's a good player, so. Yeah. Um, Barry said any news on Jones. He's listed as questionable right now. He's yeah. going to play. I mean, he's probably going to be questionable for most of the year because he's going to be limited in, like, yeah. Wednesday and Thursday practices. Um, but, no, he should be full go. On the injury report, it could be just because he's limited at practice that they're <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. They probably kept him, like, non-contact practicing on, on Wednesday and Thursday. All righty. Simon, what is the matchup you're watching for Sunday? Uh, I'm watching Kevin King. I mean, um, TJ Watt versus Tom. Maybe that guy, huh? All right. (laughs) (laughs) There's always one, right, Simon? There's always one. I couldn't help it. (laughs) I'm such a piece of shit. (laughs) You said it, not us. (laughs) So the... So this is also it. Okay, so this is PFF. So take it how you will. PFF or uh, PFF. Zach Tom's been through kind of a ringer this year with pass rushers: Max Crosby, Aiden Hutchinson, T.J. Watt, uh, Cameron Jordan, Alex Highsmith, Carl Granderson, Daniel Hunter, and Byron Young. He's been through kind of a a little bit of gauntlet. yeah the gauntlet. That's the word I was looking for this yeah. year. Um, and I, I feel like he's been our best offensive lineman. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. So I'm looking forward to him shutting TJ Watt down, blowing <laughs> him down. I'll, I'll give you that. I'm, I'm, I'm hope I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We all recognize TJ Watt is yeah, he's an a animal. Yeah. And then Miles Garrett are a league of their own. Yeah, yep. They're, they're killers. Uh, Bryant, what's the matchup you're watching on Sunday? Mine also includes TJ Watt, but it's Aaron Jones versus TJ Watt. 
And it's not oh. because they're going against each other. And God, I hope Aaron Jones is not trying to block TJ Watt. But obviously, if Aaron Jones can get running on the off at the ball, you know, and start ripping off some chunk plays and stuff, it's gonna slow down TJ Watt and that defense. So um so I put that, you know. Obviously, like I put, obviously they won't be going against each other, but these are the two players on the side of the ball that will be uh, determining factors of how this game goes. If Jones can carry the ball 20 times again and be effective in slowing down the pass rush and keeping our offense on the field, I think we should have a good chance at winning. So that's why I put him. So uh, I kind of, they're like the star player on each team, I would say, um, that, you know, whoever has a better game might might determine the winner. I'll say this too. I think if Aaron Jones is working in the screen game, that could help negate some of the pass rush too. Cause you know, if TJ Watts pinning his ears back and he's coming around the edge and then all of a sudden, boom, the ball's gone already on a screen to Aaron Jones, like that, that can negate the pass rush as well. Um, Barry said, I hope the Steelers fans cry on Sunday. Like they did in 2010. I'm all for that. Uh, Jake, what's the matchup you're watching on Sunday? Yeah, it's going to be the Green Bay O-line versus uh, T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith. Shocker, right? Um, but this Steelers team, uh, they their key to victory all season is just letting the, that pass rush duo, that star pass rush duo. Highsmith got paid this last offseason as mm-hmm. well. He kind of paved the way for Gary to get paid. He was kind of the first guy from that draft class. So uh, Highsmith and T.J. Watt are two very, very good players, and they really feed off of those two, two guys' energy. Um, kind of gives me vibes of uh, Robert Mathis and Dwight Freeney back in the Colts days where, you know, those guys were really the defense, right? And, you know, you just waited for that Dwight Freeney spin move. He was going to pull it out. He didn't know when, but he was going to pull it out. Uh, just like T.J. Watt, he's going to get to the Jordan Love. Um, I mean, there's no avoiding it. He's going to yeah. get a sack. He's, he's not <laughs> put it in. good. Yeah, so um, just don't let them do too much. Uh, they create a lot of havoc and panic for opposing quarterbacks, so – Hopefully, Love uh, shows that poise on Sunday and can handle it. So, I am happy about this. I am the only person who has a Packers defensive player against a Pittsburgh offensive player. I have Carrington Valentine against George Pickens. And yeah. Bryant already brought up Kenny uh, George Pickens being like, hey, you know, I need the ball more, free me. Uh, Pittsburgh saying they need to get George Pickens the ball more. If, if Carrington Valentine can shut down George Pickens like he played against in a cool last week, I think we're we're in a position where, like Barry said, the Steelers fans could be crying about it. Because George Pickens has made some electric plays in the NFL since last year when he was drafted. Like, if if Carrington Valentine can make another statement, I mean, Gutekunst might look pretty damn good for trading Rasul Douglas. Just, fire him. Yeah, fire him. He doesn't deserve any credit. No. I love the fact that we're watching, like, yeah, we'd love to be more, we'd love to be five and three, like the Pittsburgh Steelers are instead of three and five, but getting to watch some of these young players play, watching that, you know, that safety tandem this last game, watching Valentine just out there, just pumped up, uh, Brooks, all them. It's been, there's a lot to be excited about. We're young yet, and hopefully they continue to develop, but that's, that was fun to watch. And that's the cool thing is like, we're literally seeing these guys grow. Think about like two years from now when these guys are studs and we're like, man, you remember in 2023 when we were talking about how these guys are growing game to game? That's what makes going through this three and five start to a season worth it. No, cut them. Yeah. All right. Let's sell the team. Move them to St. Louis. All right. Simon, who's your X factor? Uh, I got Romeo Dobbs. 
I think outside, like I talked about, outside of Joey Porter, their secondary hasn't been all that good. And I'm hoping, I, I, like you guys are talking about the run game a lot, but I think this could be a game where Jordan Love can kind of build upon the Rams game a little bit and have have a even better game than he did. Um, and I think Romeo Dobbs can be that guy this game. I like it. One of seven. Yeah. Yeah. It's bound to be at least seven. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bryant, what's your, who's your X vector? Uh, opposite of Simon, mine's Christian Watson. Uh, Pittsburgh, like I said, they've given up 35. Bases. I like it. Yeah. I, 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 like I said, they've given up 35 passes of more than 20 yards and they seven alone last game. Um, so, you know, can, can Watson house one of those? We'll see. Love it. Be Jake, nice. what's your, who's your X factor? Okay. Well, basic bitch Jake over here picks Aaron Jones. Um, <laughs> uh, getting him his 20 to 25 touches is absolutely vital for this offense. Uh, he had 73 of the 183 rush yards for the Packers uh, last week versus the Rams, uh, which helped Green Bay uh, hit season highs and total yards, 391. And time of possession, which Tyler already covered, which is 35 minutes and 16 seconds. So those are two things that are absolutely key for this game. Yeah, mine. I, I'm again. I'm the only one that picked a Steeler. I picked Kenny Pickett. Because really, wow. Listen, if they can, if they can get to Kenny Pickett and mess with him and not yeah. allow him to get any rhythm or any feel for the game. Yeah. I do see this is where the the score prediction that Simon made of forty one to ten is going to come to fruition, but no, like I do think there is there is a path to the Packers winning this game handily. Now that doesn't mean that I'm predicting it to happen that way. I am literally just saying that if Kenny Pickett is has one of his worst games because the Packers are able to affect him in that way, that the possibility exists that the Packers. Could I agree. Win this game, you know, twenty to three again, because the Steelers' offense has the the propensity to be that bad. Just again, I'm not predicting that to be the case, but I'm just saying, like I said, I'm going to say the same thing. The possibility exists if they can frustrate Kenny Pickett and not allow him to do anything, and keep the run game in control for a third straight week. There, there, the possibility exists where the Steelers have a long day offensively. I'm with it. All right, Simon, what's your key to the game? Uh, protecting the ball. Uh, Bryant went over uh, their turnover margin. Um, it was it's their third tied for third in the league this week or this year, excuse me. Um, going into this week, yeah, they're good. Um, so it just. And Jordan Love's had his few games this year. And I will say that the Steelers are are pretty good at disguising coverages sometimes, and their players are coached very well. Mike Tomlin. Dude, yeah, yeah. Mike Tomlin is a very good coach. Um, so protecting the ball is going to be vital in, um, in creating opportunities for this offense to score. Well, I think we're all going to have the same key to the game. Brian, what's your key to the game? Yeah, exactly. Win the turnover battle. Um, one player I do word want to see. Word for word, mine. Yeah. yeah, that's why I typed was win the turnover battle. Um, yep. I need Rashawn Gary to show up. The dude has – I mean, he still shows up. He still flashes, but he hasn't recorded a sack in over a month. 
uh, at this point now. It was his last sack. I know he was just barely, or he was offside his last game, but I, I just want to see a Gary like strip sack fumble. Like, please give me it uh, at this point. So, um, you know, but win the turnover battle. Yeah, win the turnover battle is mine too. And I get what you're saying on Rashawn Gary. Like, see him wreck a game. Like like Max Crosby against the Packers, like having a game like that. And the Steelers' offensive line presents that possibility. He came close. He had two quarterback hits versus the Rams. Yep. Like uh, I said, he's still there. He's still making pressures and stuff, right. but he's not yeah. getting home. Yeah, and he had the he had the one you mentioned the offsides. He had a face mask too that could yeah. have been a sack. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jake, what's your key to the game? Stay out of third and long. Hmm. You're just asking for trouble with TJ Watt coming at you, dude. <laughs> just stay out of third and longs, guys. All right. Mine, as I mentioned, is win the turnover battle. So, Jake, uh, I don't care about your weather report. I'm going to scroll up for Barry's. Oh, Read it. Barry <laughs> said the weather report is partly cloudy, 20% chance of precipitation, 50%, 57% humidity, wind 17 miles per hour, and 55 degrees. See, no, I'm giving the range now. I said 55 to 50, so it's gonna be, it's gonna be in there. You said you were gonna do a three that. degree range. You're opening up your range. You're no longer the weatherman of the show. <sighs> They're not accurate anyway. They said it wasn't supposed to rain, and I'm sitting in freaking Lambeau Field getting rained on. I'm like, what? The-? It you said it wasn't supposed to rain. I'm like, bro, you said it wasn't gonna rain. I know that's. What, I'm not talking about Jake. But I was talking about the weather people. I looked at the weather before I left the hotel. I was like, okay, we're good. We don't need to have poncho. I get rained on for two quarters. I'm like, what's the weather is horrible. I can't imagine being a weatherman. Like, dude, I can go to work and say it's going to be 100 degrees tomorrow. Dude, baseball, baseball and weather reporting is the only jobs you can be wrong 75% of the time still because of it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, Simon, give me your score prediction from the head. All right, I got – I have us losing this one, 17-13. Ooh, close. Bryant, what's your score prediction from the head? I'm I'm pretty close, uh, and I have us losing. It's just because I think Mike Tomlin's a better coach than Matt Lafleur, and I have us losing sixteen to fourteen. Guess what <laughs> mine is? <laughs> sixteen to fourteen. Sixteen to fourteen, Pittsburgh. <laughs> uh, this is even in both of my head and heart record predictions. I do have the Packers going through a pretty rough stretch because they play some pretty damn good football teams coming up. Um, Chargers, Lions, Chiefs, three yeah. three weeks in a row, and it's being in Pittsburgh is a tough place to play. If the Packers were at home, I'd probably pick them to win sixteen to fourteen. Same. But being in Pittsburgh, I have Pittsburgh winning sixteen to fourteen from the head. So, Jake, what is your score prediction from the head? So Pittsburgh, 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 Green Bay Packers, fourteen thirteen, and totally could see it, hundred yep. percent. Uh, Simon, what is your score prediction from the heart? I have 17-16 Packers. I think this game's winnable. Oh, yeah. Yep, 100% winnable. Uh, Bryant, what's your score prediction from the heart? From the heart, I went Packers 23 because I feel like they, they should have been right there last game, and Steelers 14. I like it. Uh, I went from the heart. I went 24-20 Packers. Either way, I don't see this game being decided by more than a touchdown. Although no. I did say, like I said, with my X factor, that the possibility exists, but not my prediction. So, Jake, what's your score prediction from the heart? I had a hard time not writing down the Super Bowl forty-five score, troll, <laughs> dude. Uh, but from the heart, I don't have it being a blowout. Seventeen uh, thirteen, Green Bay. 
It's going to yeah, be a close, so all, I mean, ugly, long, full. Let's say literally all of our score predictions are four could, points or less. Could you imagine Gary wearing 52, looking over at one of the linebackers, saying, spill it, or well, like looking at Brooks, spill it, Brooks, spill it, Brooks, and then he forces a fumble, like wearing 52, like Matthew oh, yeah. Super Bowl? I'd cream in my pants. Dude, I'd start crying. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the family-friendly show, Simon. No, I meant like I'd spill milk on my pants. Wow. It would just be on the inside. Yeah, just, <laughs> because it would soak through the outside. That's what he means. <laughs> oh, this got fucking just awkward. Max Naji Harris for a fumble. I hate you both. I hate you both. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian. Rip, uh, rip your first, Simon says. Let's do offense first. Okay, so kind of alluded to it a few times. So Christian Watson has Christian Watson has two forty-plus yard receptions, at least one resulting in a touchdown. I'm for it. I, I think Jordan Love really tries to hit those, and they're got they got to hit eventually. And I feel like this is a decent week to do it. I'm for it. I like All it. Right. Uh, Jake, what are you looking for on offense on the Simon says? Packers rush for two hundred yards. God damn. What did we get? 180 versus the Rams? 183. Uh, 183, yep. Hold on one second. Let me look at my notes. I They're mean, 29th against the run. I was going to say, what are they I'm giving up? Like 380 game, you said? 130. Oh, three, was it 390 or 370? They give up 374 in a game, yeah, and yeah. they give up 133 on the ground. They're 29th in the NFL. I'm for it. Let's do it. Hell yeah, baby. I thought that was a tough one. They've also got <laughs> 23 carries of like 10 plus yards and they average like four and a half yards carry against. Yep. That yep. wasn't including the Titans game. I didn't go back and count those ones because I couldn't find a good stat for the passing one I wanted. So I had to go back and count, but. It's a dedication. All right. I'm going to go back to back because mine both tie into the same thing. So my one for the Packers is zero turnovers on offense. I like it. Okay. Now my defensive one, I'm going to flip it around. Packers force three turnovers. Uh, three. That's where I'm. It's got to be on Kenny Pickett. That's that's where it comes do from. You count, do you count? Do you count turnover on the turnover? Because we would have to the I would say if they can do one fumble and two interceptions. No, I think if you said two, I might agree. I think three. Have we even forced three turnovers in a game this week this year? I, I don't think, think so. I'm sorry, I think it's weird because you could the Bears game. You could consider last game if you because they did stop around fourth and one when the game was still close, or within a score or two or whatever it was. So, um, you know, and then we had the interception and fumble recovery. Yeah, well, one they had two last week. Let's see, the only uh, game. Jake, they, Jake go ahead and give your defensive one. I'll look and see if they have any three turnover games. I just have uh, Valentine with two interceptions. God, no. Oh, man. I went bold, bro. I went bold this week. I can't can't tell you how excited I would be for Carrington Valentine if that happened. That would be so awesome. I called for a pick six from last game. We didn't get that, but, man, we got a good game from him. Yeah. All right, Bryant, what's yours on defense? Defense Defense goes a second game in a row without allowing an offensive touchdown. Oh. That was actually, I mean, that that's literally what I wrote down to. I was like, <laughs> the Packers hold the Steelers to two field goals. Nice. I like it. So, yes. So, Simon, so I'm guessing, guessing you have one that's pretty similar to that, huh? All right. No, that's what. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have one for defense, too? or, or No, that was just it. No, that was it. Okay. I usually only do one. 
All right. Well, fun. I'm not well, a fun person. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm excited for it, and it's going to be – this is going to be like a 70s-style football game. Like, it's going to be a – a lot of clashing oh, and not watch a lot of shit end up like 35. I was going to say, yeah. look how yeah, stupid yeah. we are coming yeah. back next week. Yeah. And it's like 35 to 30. And we're just like, could you imagine, you know? <laughs> just imagine a scenario where Kenny Pickett and Jordan love combined for like eight passing touchdowns. <laughs> so sick. Bro, that'd be wild. <laughs> we're just going to, you know what guys, we're not doing a show next week. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to post the box score next yeah. Friday for an hour and a half. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> all righty well i will talk to you guys on sunday i'm sure and then we will be back next friday jake and i'll be back on wednesday to talk about badgers bucks and badgers football as well so we will see you guys then and we will talk soon okay bye wilson you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar how did you do it I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.